Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked on Flames. Today, Nick and I are going to run down the last three games. And of course, in true American Thanksgiving fashion, we are going to talk about our favorite side dishes and what will be left off our tables this year. Your Locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to or welcome back to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Today, joined with my partner in crime, Nick Zararis. How are you doing today? Like everybody else, I'm just trying to get to Thursday. We, we just want to get to Thursday. We want to engorge ourselves with copious amounts of food, be half asleep by the time the Cowboy game starts at 4.30, like every Thanksgiving. Have ourselves a nice week. Just got to get to Thursday. Yes, exactly. And to ensure you're having a good week, make sure that you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts here on YouTube Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, Odyssey, Apple, wherever. And today we are going to recap the last three games for the Flames, two of which have been wins, which is great to see against, you know, some decent teams. I mean, Flyers not so much, but let's jump right into it. Uh, Nick, start us off with some wild statistic that I know you pulled. Um, the Flames are actually playing pretty well. They're still generating a lot of offense. They're still most nights, three of the four lines are more than 50% of scoring chances, expected goals, high danger. The only line, and granted, this is kind of tenuous because the lines have been fluctuating because of injuries and still trying to find the right mix of forwards to play with who. But for the most part, they're having pretty consistent offense. And even the fourth line isn't really getting hit hemmed in in their own zone for extended periods of time for the most part the only issue for the flames has just been the 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 dumb stuff the bad penalties the penalty kill the breaking out of their own zone that's really the only source of issues i mean last night against the flyers they took advantage of a bad team the flyers are missing six forwards and the flames said okay we can do this and they took care of business last night and it's been uh they've the flames have really played to their opponent most nights. They mm-hmm. haven't really played what played exceedingly well against bad teams until yesterday against the Flyers or played exceptionally good against good teams. They're just kind of every single game they're plucking along, plucking along and things are fragile. That that's the way I would describe it. It's good they got two wins out of 3. They've won 4 out of their last 5. They're starting to slowly put it together and you start to get an understanding of what this division's going to look like and what the Flames need to work on still. The last couple of games are encouraging. That's what I would say to you. Yeah, you know, I definitely think that the game against the Panthers was kind of a game changer. And, you yes. know, it, it was brutal. Uh, you know, just kind of, okay, the Flames scored. All right, the Panthers score. And it was just like a tit-for-tat thing going on there until, obviously, the shootout. And I, you know, to go to extra hockey against the team that was, you know, the biggest trade of the summer and franchise changing for, I guess, both teams, but do like for them to come out of that in a revenge game, if you will, 
um, with a win, I think was huge and was a confidence builder. I think that, you know, if you can win against a playoff team on the road and, you know, maybe, maybe this is something good going on here. And they scored what? Five goals. So I think they're finally finding their rhythm there. That's the thing. And I'm guilty of this. I know a lot of analytics people are guilty of this. Sometimes we do overcomplicate this where we don't include the human emotion part of it, that game to game, you're high, you're low, depending on what happens in the given game. And that was the first time we've really seen the Flames take a punch in a game Mm -hmm. and still keep persevering through. Because Thursday night, the game against Tampa Bay was the complete opposite. They had they had Lucic score that goal. It got disallowed for offsides. Tampa Bay scored, I think, 15 seconds later. And from the rest of that game on, it really didn't seem like the Flames were going to find a way to bounce back. Mm-hmm. That's what's encouraging about the game on Saturday is they found a way against a pretty good team. The Panthers still need to sort things out. Their goaltending has been a real issue for them. They haven't really figured out how they want to deploy their defense without Mackenzie Weger. But they are a potent offensive team and you saw that in the game against Calgary the fact that Calgary was able to keep pace against them is extremely encouraging and the goals they conceded in that game I mean you have the Kachuk redirection nothing Markstrom can do on that one the one goal that um I think it was Colin White scored the wraparound where Markstrom just lost the puck behind the net that you can it happens You, you had a brain fart it happens that's part of the game that you can deal with it's not like it was a defensive breakdown That's the thing that's encouraging here. We talked about this two, three weeks ago, going into that game on the Thursday night against the Bruins. Can they start putting together good hockey consecutive games in a row where even if they don't win, do you feel like you still have something positive to take away? And right now, I feel like I can say that, especially after they were just able to out-talent the Flyers last night. That game was close for most of the game, but it never really felt like the Flyers were going to take that game away from Calgary. Definitely. And I think with last night's game against the Flyers, it was, you know, the Flames held control the entire, uh, the entire time. And Markstrom had some really impressive saves. And one of my biggest concerns in those last few weeks has been Markstrom's ability to track the puck. And, you know, if there's going to be a lot of bodies in front of him, can he just stay laser focused and not get distracted. And that is not easy. That is not something that, you know, an average human being can do, but if anyone's going to do it, a goaltender of his typical caliber will. And one of my favorite things from last night was uh, absolutely Huberto's goal. It was on a Tony D'Angelo turnover in, uh, I believe the neutral zone. And then Huberto just, shot the puck like it was a warm-up goal like it was just so easy smooth sweet like and even though it wasn't like the fanciest goal or anything like that I I loved what we saw and it was a great way to start the night and it speaks to what I was just talking about about confidence and building momentum positively we know he's gotten off to kind of a slow start in Calgary he's been playing a little bit dinged up that goal just just for confidence alone not even what it meant in that specific game that's what's encouraging because okay he had that go in for him now he's going to be a little more inclined to say okay I I feel my shot a little bit better now I'm going to be more inclined to shoot first as opposed to deferring to my line mates that's going to make his line mates better because defenses are going to start queuing in on him 
assuming he's going to shoot and it's going to give the people he's on the ice with more space to operate. And that's what speaks to confidence. Same thing with Dylan Dubé finally getting on the score yes. sheet after not scoring since the opening night. That's just a confidence thing. Yes, the Flames have asked him to play up in the lineup probably a little bit more than he, his talent would suggest he's capable of. And he's played okay. He had a post in the game against Florida. Mm-hmm. He had a post in the game last Thursday against Tampa. He's been around the net a lot, but just to get on the stat sheet, it's a good feeling. It helps with the confidence. And that's the biggest thing right now. When you're a fragile team, it's just building confidence one game to the next and feeling like you're making progress because it's a long season and there's a lot of time left to go. Absolutely. And like you said, there's still plenty of time left. And for everyone complaining that this one's not getting on the score sheet, this one isn't seeing enough ice time, or Nikita Zadorov is seeing too much ice time, that's me. Uh, there is still plenty of time for things to change. And before we jump into our Thanksgiving favorites and what we're thankful for, in the hockey world and the Flames atmosphere, let's talk about our friends at Bet Online. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to the World Cup, esports, and hey, even reality TV. We, they, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts and want to shuffle in some new ones into your rotation, definitely check out BetOnline's podcasts as well. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you had one piece of betting advice, what would it be? Um, to do as much research as you possibly can. I was really in on the pandemic year. I had the best gambling year of my life in college in the NFL by doing got ungodly amounts of research Monday to Thursday before betting on football. But that would be my biggest advice. Make sure you're doing as much research as you possibly can, listening to a bunch of different opinions and looking for the best line you possibly can because different books are going to have different numbers. Being as adequately informed as possible is the most important advice you can give anybody for gambling. Most people think of gambling as a way to make money. It's not. It's entertainment. Most people are just gambling for fun. And keep that in mind. Yes, please gamble responsibly. Um, There are resources out there to help you just in case. Um, We talked a little bit before the show about some of our favorite Thanksgiving meals. And yeah, this is a little... Switch switching it up from hockey, but what's one thing that like what's the first thing you go for other than like turkey? Mac and cheese, mashed potatoes. I like the sides. The sides are my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Yes. Okay. I'm probably going to be banished, canceled, thrown into Lake Louise, but um I really like green bean casserole. I like green beans. Green bean casserole is fine, but nobody in my family makes it, so I never really have it for Thanksgiving. I love it. I think it's great. Um, I guess it would be considered like the Dylan Dubé of <laughs> of the table because, like, yeah, it's good, but not it's not necessarily everyone's favorite. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Thanksgiving, at least American Thanksgiving, is kind of 
interesting. I think it's always a great time to get together with the family and talk about current events and hope that <laughs> no one throws the turkey out the window. Um, I wonder, like, what Canadian Thanksgiving is like. I mean... It- it's a lot better from what my Canadian friends tell me because it's not as like there's not as much tension involved as American <laughs> Thanksgiving where where American Thanksgiving is a lot like passing around a hot potato where it's somebody entering a conversation saying something inflammatory and then walking away to watch other people argue. And yeah. not exactly the most um hospitable um holiday which doesn't make sense because the entire point of thanksgiving is to spend it with people you're happy that they're in your life whereas american thanksgiving kind of has a different tone now because of how discourse just is in america yeah yeah it's a it's quite an interesting time now are you a ham or a turkey person ham is absolutely a better meal thank you Ham is absolutely better. Turkey is here because it's tradition. Yeah. That's the only reason turkey is here. Turkey is incredibly average. The best ham is better than the best turkey, which is generally how I make the argument based on which is better. When you get the best possible version of it, whichever one you think is better, yeah. that's how I decide. Ham is absolutely better. Turkey, unless you really absolutely slay it in the kitchen, turkey's very average. You yeah. need other things to make it better. Right, and that's why people stuff Yes. The turkey, because it's not just good on its own. But yeah, that's um, <laughs> that's all I've got for Thanksgiving. Do you have anything um, exciting up your sleeve? Um, I'm going to be watching football. I'm very yeah. glad we're not leaving the house. I will be staying in my pajamas the entirety of the day. I might go have like maybe two adult beverages so I don't get dirty looks from my parents. And yeah. hopefully... The football games aren't awful. Um, I'll be looking forward to Friday more because England plays America in soccer, which will be very entertaining. It's rivalry weekend in college football. The NHL has a busy slate Wednesday and Saturday this week. It's a really good time to be a sports fan, to be honest with you. It lined up very nicely with this holiday weekend. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, If you're going Black Friday shopping, can you like bring boxes of donuts to the stores you go to because like or like a box of coffee because like us poor retail workers man we've got the short end of the stick but you know that's that's life that is just gotta grind until someone is willing to write a fat check for you Yes, correct, correct. Yeah, it speaks to a stick to itiveness. Not not everybody can work retail. Not everybody can be a service industry person. It takes yeah. a specific type of resolve as a person that not all people have. You can tell the people who have and haven't worked retail or service based oh, on yeah. how they interact with the people who do work those jobs. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um, who do you think would be the best retail worker on the Flames? Hmm. Who's the most, like, plucky stick to it? Like, I feel like my answer would be Lucic just because he refuses to go away. But at the same time, he would also yell back, which would get him in trouble. That's the problem. You can't yell back no matter how mean they are to you. But Lucic would yell back. It's got to be someone of that ilk, though. It's got to be someone in the bottom six who's going to work. Actually, no. Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman. That's what I was thinking because he has, like, that southern charm to him. Yes. Where, yes. He's friendly. He's personable. Yeah, I like, could see Blake Coleman. Absolutely talk anyone down out of a yes. horrendous situation. Yes. Um yeah, no, I I don't think I'm buying anything on Black Friday. Have you looked at any podcast equipment or anything? 
there's a few things i know target had buy one get one no buy two get a third physical media item free which for vinyl people for uh for 4k people isn't good barnes and noble has 50 percent off criterion collection stuff if you're a movie head which is good mm -hmm. but that's really all i've looked at so far the biggest thing is i've been looking for christmas gifts i i finally made a list yesterday and started organizing like okay i need to get gifts for these people these people these people i should start looking this weekend while these stores have these discounts trying to be proactive and not do what I typically do, which is wait till the week before Thanksgiving. I mean, the week before Christmas, excuse me. Yeah, no, I definitely feel you on that one. That is something I've started to do. Um, I ordered a few gifts. Mom, if you're listening, hi, I got your present. And I got you actually two presents over the weekend. I think you would be very proud of my proactiveness. But yeah, that's, uh, we do love spending money here at yeah podcast. i i can't stop we're it's happy little consumers we need our little package in the mail that's the thing i need to have need a package to watch to my track package yes. bar move I need yes to correct see it. that's one of the few dopamine releases we get in today's world exactly um and coming up next we'll talk about who we're thankful for in hockey and of course predictions for tomorrow night's game against the pittsburgh penguins but uh, a quick break here with a word from Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts, you don't want your watching your package tracker time to go to waste. So you want Simply Safe. And that is their home security system. And they're offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families or you, who, wherever you live, uh, can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical threat, critical evidence and verify the threat is real, so you can get a priority police response. With top rated with the top rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm. Unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust system settings. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/slash locked on NHL. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no place like Simply Safe. I think that Flames fans have a lot to be grateful for this season. Okay. Please, I'm think, curious. I think that they should be grateful for Brad Tree living up throwing in the towel. Yeah. Because listen, he had his work cut out for him. He was he was handing Johnny Gaudreau the world. The world. And Gaudreau said no. <laughs> and then, like two days later, Matthew Kachuk knocks on his office and says, Hey. Get me out of here. And he did what he had to do to make that possible. Um, 
and make the Flames still a competitive team and make sure that um, <laughs> he was going to have a job come next year. And, you know, I think that there were a lot of teams that probably were calling for Matthew Kachuk, but only one. He only answered for one, and that was probably the best option with Huberdeau yeah. and Uyghur. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. Uh, a lot of GMs would have looked at the writing on the wall and said, I can save my job for like the next five years if I just blow it up now and get guaranteed job security and say, well, I traded all the way our good players. Now I have to draft their replacements. I get to keep this job for another half decade. And I think part of it is looking at, I have Daryl as a coach. I can't keep Daryl here if we're going to rebuild. That's no. the first part of this. Number two is you have real money commitments in a couple of guys who were already here, like guys like Blake Coleman, who you gave real money to guys like Noah Hannafin. You gave Kyle Chillington an extension this off season. You have a goalie in his pro in the prime of his career where if he's right, he's one of the five best goalies in the league. And they looked at it honestly and said, we think if we reconfigure our lineup, we might not be as talented, but we could be a little deeper and that might not be enough but it's better than starting over. And that's to be commended because there are a lot of GMs who, when it gets ugly, they will just say, okay, I got to keep my job here. I got to start over. I got to buy myself time. Yeah. And a quick, a quick point on Johnny Gaudreau. I assume you're familiar with the TikTok audio of every day I wake up in bleeping Ohio. Yes. Yeah. He that's willingly chose to every day wake up in Ohio. That yeah. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And you know what? Like people are giving him a hard time because Columbus is still like seven and a half hours away from home. The best thing that you can do as an adult is live far enough away from your parents where, you know, you can still like get to them in an emergency, but yeah. they're not at your house every weekend. Again, mom, if you're listening, I love you, but healthy, healthy space. And, you know, Ohio's not that bad. It's Columbus fun. is it, an up-and-coming city, supposedly. Yeah. I've never been, but it's a college town. I, I could understand wanting to live there. That it's the Midwest is pretty. I mean, at least until like mid-November, and then it just becomes like the Arctic. But well, welcome to upstate New York. So yes, correct, correct. And I'm sure he's fine with winters. He's spent the oh, whole yeah. Calgary. Yeah, that's a good point. The East Coast kid, anyways. He knows all about the god-awful storms. But what? As a Rangers fan, what are you thankful for? Um, Adam Fox's dad being a Ranger fan. Because if Adam Fox's dad wasn't a Ranger fan, Adam Fox wouldn't be on the Rangers right now, and the Rangers would not be a very good hockey team. That's fair. That you know. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking. It's it's really what I've come to because the Rangers have gotten very lucky with a lot of people wanting to play for them specifically. Panarin, yeah. Adam Fox. Truba wanting to come to somewhere in the United States so his wife could finish her medical degree. That's All my of those things. Story. It's it's a good thing. We need more wife guys in the NHL. We need more Johnny Sacks in the NHL. <laughs> we do. We need yeah. more, definitely more Johnny Sacks, especially in New York. Yeah. Um, I, as a New Yorker, that, that sounds so gross. I loved watching people like in their rangers gear at the grocery store i was like this <laughs> is 
amazing. Like yeah. this state is finally having success in something other than baseball or in not football. I mean, they don't, they only play it in Buffalo. The other two teams are in Jersey technically, but like, it was great to see that, especially with the expectations going into last season. I don't think anyone really pegged them to be an Eastern conference final team. And if they did, they pulled it out of their butt. Yes, correct. They were 25 to one to win the Stanley cup going into last year. And they got within two wins of playing for the Stanley cup. Colorado would have murdered them, but they could, they could have gotten there. Funny enough. You mentioned that about the, you know, people in New York caring about the Rangers over the summer when I was driving back from Montreal and stopped at the border going through customs. And I was wearing a short sleeve shirt at the time. And, I very clearly have a Rangers logo here on my forearm. And the customs agent looks at me. He looks at my arm, like triple looks at it. He's like, really? Really? You care that much? And I'm like, dude, don't ask. Right. It, it was, it, I do I look like I make good decisions? <laughs> but it's also like, yeah. 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 I have fun at the very least. I torture myself with this silly sport and the knife shoes, but we have fun. We have a lot more fun than the people who don't care about hockey. Yeah, you know, it's fun getting mad about men who are six feet, seven inches tall, squatting in net and them missing a hundred mile per hour slap shot. But, you know, what would our lives be without hockey? And I do want to take a second to just like thank everyone for tuning into the show um especially this month this month has not been great but um coming on here every day and talking about (laughs) men on knives uh it's been a good pick me up and nick thank you for always making the content go burr I'm glad to be here, man. It's fun to do this. Like you say, every time we do this, it's nice at the end of the day to just say, all right, I get to go talk hockey with one of my friends for an hour and we have a great time every time. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, there are a ton of other creators out there that have been busting their butts and obviously they know who they are. Their list goes on and on, but congratulations and thank you for making like the soundtrack and background noise to my day because I cannot be left with silence because (laughs) I need constant stimulation. I dog on iPad kids, but I have become an iPad adult. It's very interesting because I ebb and flow back and forth between boomer and iPad child, depending on what I'm doing and where I am and who I'm with. Like when I'm with certain people, like I'll just leave my phone in the other room because I know I I won't need it for six hours. And then there's, oh, I can, I'm eating my meal. I need to be on TikTok, scrolling TikTok while I'm eating my meal because I'm a feudal Lord who needs entertainment while I dine. Oh yeah. No, like I was doing laundry the other day and I was like, I need to listen to something. Yes. Like, I I don't care that I'm just putting things in the washing machine and pouring laundry sauce and laundry detergent over things. Like, I, there needs to be someone else speaking yes. or singing. But, um, yeah, you know, if this show is <laughs> that to you, I'm so glad you're tuning in and uh, just hanging out with us and, Make sure you're listening to Liberty Blue Pod. Uh, that usually comes on when I'm making my dinner on Monday night. So I do my best to catch that live. Um, 
Yeah, and obviously thank you for joining me on this adventure. Yeah. That's what we call that's what we call content cuz just saying on the show that's not fun. We're on yeah. an adventure. We're seeing what happens. We oh, are. real quick. Yeah. Before we before we let everybody go and argue about what Thanksgiving meal, what Thanksgiving side they prefer. They do play the Penguins tomorrow night. We're talking oh, yeah. about the Flames. Any expectation? The Penguins are starting to kind of look like a decent team again because they had that really bad losing streak. Then everybody got all sentimental because they had Malkin's thousandth game last week. They Listen, all did the his kid is cute and he yes. has the lineup and they cried together. Oh, yes. very cute, very wholesome. Um, Chris Letang still not playing very well. That's a bad sign for the Penguins. Um, they traded John Marino for Ty Anderson for Ty Smith, who is in the AHL right now, and John Marino is playing very well for the Devils. The Penguins' defense is an issue. The Penguins' goaltending has been an issue. The Flames are the type of team that can exploit a team that plays bad defense like Pittsburgh by just continuously dumping the pucks into the corner and forcing the defenseman to make that one extra pass to get it out of danger. If the Flames' forecheck is going, this is a great matchup for them. When they played the first time in Calgary a couple of weeks ago, the Flames took care of business, and that was right before they went on the seven-game losing streak, the Flames. So this is a matchup that suits the way the Penguins want to – excuse me, the Flames want to play yes. against the Penguins. I'm hoping for the best. I actually do think they will win this game. I will be getting, getting home right about when this game starts because I'm going to Islanders-Oilers tomorrow. So I, I definitely have – I have to drive home quickly tomorrow. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. Have fun. Um, oh, thank you. It's always a fun time on Long Island. I've never been, but I hear good things. You said on Long Island. That's a I, good start. Yes, because you're not in Long Island. You're on Long Island. Um, you're in Manhattan because that Correct. is inland, I tech kind of. Um, yes. I think that this is going to be a fun game. I think that both teams are finally getting into their rhythm. For the love of God, please don't start Dan Vladar. I think that Markstrom still needs to get back into his rhythm and find himself. Yes, Vladar needs to be starting, but I don't know if it's in the middle of a road trip where we're seeing Jacob Markstrom find success. Correct. I, I completely agree with you. I know we talked about before the season, they got to manage Markstrom's workload. Yep. But until he gets into a good rhythm here, it doesn't really matter what his workload is if he's a 905 goalie. And he's a lot better than he's played this year. That's just, I keep saying it and I'm going to keep dying on that hill. I know arguing about goaltending is usually a fruitless effort because goaltending is very weird year to year. But I still think Markstrom shows you enough, even in the games they lose to feel confident that the skill is still there, the physical ability is still there. It's just a matter of getting on a roll. Yes, and Nikita Zadorov, if you run the Nikita Zadorov special tomorrow, we're going to have some problems. Um, I think this could be a nice turnaround game for Andrew Mangiapane as well, who had yeah. an, an unfortunate game in Philly. Yeah, that turnover was rough. The Farabee, he passed it to Farabee in the slot. And Farabee he did, it. but Farabee was due for a goal. Yes. Like, at any point, he was buzzing all game. So I was like, you know what? Like, thanks, I guess. And I just saw that um, Provorov is hurt. So yes. they're just, listen, here's my conspira conspiracy theory. None of them want to play for John Tortorella. So they're all like their kids going down to the nurses off. Oh, my tummy hurts. I want to go home. I'm just saying. Kevin Hayes, you're on your own, kid. Oh. 
but you're not going to make it. And no. thank you. <laughs> and thank you everyone for tuning into Locked On Flames. Enjoy your um, flames tomorrow night and uh, your American Thanksgiving if you celebrate. Um, if not, enjoy your normal Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>